Hello, and welcome to season three of the Data Cloud Podcast. We have a great episode for you today. This episode features an interview with Benoit Desville. He is the co-founder and president of product at Snowflake. In this episode, he'll be updating us on all things Snowflake, touching on the nuances of the data stack, the evolution of Snowflake's data platform, a glimpse into the early days of Snowflake, and so much more. So please enjoy this interview between Benoit Desville and your host, Steve Hamm. So Benoit, it's great to talk to you again. Yeah. We've been talking for four years now, so I feel like we're almost old friends. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I wanted to start off today with some real historical context. Way back in 1990, Bill Gates gave a famous speech at the Condux, a computer show in, in Las Vegas. He predicted that someday the computer industry would put all of the world's information at people's fingertips information at people's fingertips really became the guiding light, not just for, for Microsoft, but for a whole industry, the whole PC industry. And when I look at today, it seems Snowflake is delivering on that promise. Talk about the big picture. Where do Snowflake and the data cloud sit in the history of computing? Yeah, that that's a great question. Yes, you are very right. I, I really think that's that Snowflake delivers really on that prediction, but a little bit differently, right? For the, I would say for the data-driven world. And if, if I want to paraphrase what you just say, it's really about putting data, the fingertips of any organization. And, and when I say any organization, I mean from the smallest organization to the biggest. That, that's that's really somewhere could, could have been our mission. And when I say any data, it's probably mean any data, whatever the size, it can be a small size, few gigabytes to petabyte size and exabytes, but also any structure of data from structured data, semi-structured data, and unstructured data. And also about accessing data, giving these organizations options to access this data. It's not only data that these organizations own, but also data which resides outside of the boundaries of these organizations. And, and that's enabled by Snowflake global data sharing capabilities, which makes it really possible for organizations to connect their data sets to any other data sets on our global right. platform. And that really creates this network, data network across the globe. And we enable that. And that's what I often refer to as the World Wide Web of, of data. And, right. and if you think about this prediction that Bill Gates did, it, it's really about the World Wide Web. And we are somewhere creating this World Wide Web of, of data. So, so, yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I want to drill into that just a little bit because you talked about structured data, which is in traditional relational databases, unstructured data, and semi-structured, and now unstructured data. That's the was the real tough nut to crack. How did you guys address that unstructured data? Yes. So we started, when we started in 2012, it was really about combining what we, at the time was called big data and data warehouse in one system. So, right. so from day one, Snowflake was really focusing on, on leveraging both structured data, so tables and columns, and also semi-structured data, which is web logs, JSON documents. And that semi-structured data, you can have really literally petabytes of it because it's generated by machine. Completely unstructured data. So what is unstructured data is 
images, text, document, any document that you have, you, you, you can imagine. So it's not really, unstructured is probably a bad word because it has some structure, but it's yeah. it's random structure, right? Based on the on the type of these files. So so we have enabled now full support of that data and we can process it. And that's our snowpark. And I can talk more about that and, and give examples if you want at some point. But yeah. but you can build a full pipeline with that unstructured data in Snowflake and, and process it, extract you know value from this data, extract information from this unstructured data and move that unstructured information now structure it if you want and put right. it in tables and and then create this table so you can directly create this unstructured data so to speak no no i think that's the that was really the the new frontier for a while and it seems like it's finally being managed in a way that is really useful for companies yeah, yeah. Hey, another question that has a bit of historic perspective on it too people talk about the modern data stack what does that terminology mean to you? How does Snowflake fit in? And my sense is that you fit into a piece of it, and now you're extending into other pieces of it. So talk about that. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a great question. And before really answering what is the modern data stack, I think it's critical to, to define, you know, what are the key attributes of, of that stack? What is important? And, and, and then you can define it. And for me, the most important aspect of of the modern data stack is really how you can have only one stack. <laughs> but in the old days, right, organization and especially large, large enterprise would have many, many, many different systems to store data and their data and to manage de- their data. So within one single organization, the data will be completely siloed against these different data stack systems or these different analytical systems between your big data system, your warehouses, your data marts. And that was a nightmare for this organization because, of course, data will be siloed and it would be very hard to have a 360 view of of that data. So, So for me, the most important characteristic of all of these data stack is that you can use only one and not only one for your own organization, but really one for the world, as I mentioned, because you want to connect your data sets with other data sets that, that exist elsewhere. So it's very important that this data set is, is unified, that it has really quasi unlimited scale, because that, that would be the problem, right? If you have only one, but it doesn't scale, of course, it will not work. And you can use that stack to put all your data and run all your workloads. And it needs to be elastic. And elasticity is is, is kind of super interesting, because even if you had a a system that could scale, could scale to a limited scale, it would be very expensive to have that system always at, at its max, right? So you want something that can adapt to demand, grow with demand and reduce when there is less demand so that you really can pay only what you use. And the other aspect of the stack in terms of of scale is that, as I said, it's global, right? Organizations are um, mostly large organizations are multinational, so you want this stack to be distributed. The second aspect, which I believe is, is also super critical, is that it should just work. And, and, mm-hmm. and that sounds a little bit ironic, but most of organizations that have to deal with data, they spend all their time and all their energy to make that stack work. 
and not to get value from, from the data, but just to make it work. Right. And it, these are all the knobs that you have to set and tuning and repairing things and, and fixing stuff. So for me, one important aspect is that it should just work. It should be self-managed. It should be simple. It should have no knobs. It should solve complex problems, but that's solving this problem is inside, right? It's not exposed. This complexity is not exposed to users. And then it should be, of course, highly available. When you want to use it, it's there, right? The third aspect is probably security and governance. This is like really critical, especially in the modern world of the cloud where you want to connect the system. Having this high level of security and governance is, is, is key. So the last aspect, which is really critical too, is that this data stack should be open and collaborative. And, and one of the most important aspects of Snowflake, it allows to connect your data with other data, interact with the rest of the world. And the other aspect, of course, is the ecosystem. And, and having a very vibrant ecosystem is of partners is very important for Snowflake because this is the way your data stack can connect with the rest of the world and, and you can use all the tools that is part of the stack. So, so now in terms of specificity of, of the stack, you, you can think of the modern data stack is a little bit as a sandwich, okay? And, and at the bottom of this sandwich, I like sandwiches. Uh, so, so I'm going to use this picture and imagine a big sandwich. And at the bottom of the sandwich, right, at the bottom of the stack, of course, is the cloud infrastructure. All the attributes of, of the scale and having only one system, the only place where you can do that is, is really in the cloud. And, and really the stack, the modern data stack should be built from the ground up to leverage the attributes of the cloud. And obviously the cloud is a place where you have quasi unlimited access to compute and storage resources. So that's great. Also the cloud provide this elasticity that was talking about this compute on demand, where you can assemble huge farm of compute resources and this compute resources. So in Snowflake, it takes literally sub-second to grab a lot of compute servers, hundreds of them, thousands of them. And you can run with all these compute resources, run workloads. And of course, this accelerate the workloads because you have a lot of resources to run this workload. So they run really fast. And they run potentially 100 times, 1,000 times faster than on a non-elastic system on-premise. And then when you're done, you can release these compute resources. And, and, and what it creates is is this idea that that's because you can you run these resources when you use them and you don't pay anything when you don't use them, you can run fast for free. And literally, we have customers who used to do process the end of the week workload. So they were using the weekend, they were processing all their data, their report, they were generating many reports that they had to generate actually during the weekend. So two days. And, we, and when they migrated to Snowflake, they were at the uh, Friday night at six after six, they were running all their workload. They were using thousands, many thousands actually of compute resources. Everything was running in two hours. And after two hours, they were done. And that was transformational for them. And, and even though they use a lot of resources because they use these resources only for a very short period of time, two hours, they were paying actually far less than they used to pay on, on premise. So, so that's 
the bottom of the stack is, is really leveraging this cloud fabric. The last aspect, of course, is what I said, is this is global. The stack should be global, multi-region, and the cloud is great because you can leverage all the, the cloud region and, and potentially the different cloud providers that exist. So at the center of the stack, of your data stack, this is where you have the meat, right? And that's the data. <laughs> this is this is the most important aspect is you have the data. And of course, the data stack should be really good at storing the data. And, and we talk about it's all type of data, whether it's structured, semi-structured, or even unstructured data. And that data stack should be able to scale to multiple petabytes data sets or even exabytes. And that is really critical because in the modern world, data is generated by machines and machines can generate a lot of data. So it's very important to have a system where there is no limit in terms of how, many, how much data you can store and the structure of this data. The last thing is of that storage or the, the, the meat is that the system, your data stack should secure this data and, and provide full control and governance against that data. And that's, that's important because this is probably your most critical asset is your data. You don't want someone to exfiltrate, for example, your data. The modification of the data is also key, right? It's when you have a lot of data, it's very complex to have processes that add more data, change this data, transform it. And you want to do that with transactional access, such that if something fails, nothing is done and, and your data is always consistent. And that's very important. And the last aspect of this data stack, so this is the top, <laughs> the top of the data stack, of course, is to find all the capabilities that, that you need to run your modern data workloads. Yeah. And in particular, your data stack should be really able to run many things, talk in many languages. SQL is, is, is of course, a key language to manipulate data. But you want also to have data programmability in on top of your stack. So Python, Java, Scala, and, and any language, really, frankly. And it should be done in a very secure way, right? As soon as you start to introduce languages like Python and Java, you have to worry about security. And you have to make sure that these languages are really doing what you, what you think they are doing. And so data programmability, at that layer is really critical for complex workloads like machine learning or even data engineering workloads. Mm -hmm. and, and finally, you really want the top of your stack to really power the, the modern data applications. Yeah. So a sandwich, think about a sandwich. <laughs> the meat well, is in it, the middle. <laughs> yeah, you're familiar with the old cartoon Blondie and Dagwood, her husband had a huge sandwich that was about a foot and a half tall. Exactly. That was, that was an American thing, but maybe it was in France too. No, it was not in France. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's wonderful. Hey, just one more thing, because you talked about native Python Java support. That's a very new thing with your platform. What about data lake support? It, it seems like that's a fairly recent thing and a, and a very significant thing. So talk about how you're doing that. Yeah, actually, the Snowflake, I, I would say, from day one, so mm. 2012 is when we started, was all about combining two worlds that were completely separated at the time, which was the world of big data, where you could put all your data in a central place and you had you could do all this workload against that data and you could have semi-structured data. 
and the world of data warehouse, which was much more structured, where you had fast access, fast access to, to your data, but more limited in terms of size of data. You could never have petabyte scale in a, in a data warehouse. And also the, the data warehouse was limited to just structured data, no structure. You couldn't store your petabyte scale web logs in, in your data warehouse. So Snowflake from day one was about combining these two worlds and creating one system in the cloud for that. And, and we didn't have, as I said, support for unstructured data, fully unstructured data, but I was not inherent to the architecture of the system is because in terms of workload, we wanted first to focus on web logs at scale and also structured data with transaction and all of this. So I would say Data Lake was part of the the, the fundamental architecture of, of, of Snowflake. We didn't call it Data Lake at that time. It was more big data, the term that was used. Data Lake is really the evolution of, of the big data and Hadoop system. Okay, I gotcha. Now, Snowflake's data cloud data or data platform has been evolving rapidly over the years. It seems like it's now evolving into a powerful application development environment. You've got Snowpark, you've got the acquisition of Streamlit, and you've also got the Powered by Snowflake program for, for partners. So tell us how you see that working for your business partners and for application developers within companies. Yeah, yeah. So so very good points. I see the, the Snowflake platform really as being the single collaboration hub, which is empowering more and more users to have the seamless access to data. And of course, the goal is, is to leverage and, and this data to get insights and also build new data products. And, and this new data product is really this modern data application. And what is important is developers, they want flexibility when working with their data. And they, they want to focus on working on the data, as I said, and not fixing the underlying system where this, their application is running. So they don't want to do administrative work and maintenance. And that's why Snowflake is, is really great because we have enabled people to build full services on top of Snowflake and not have to worry about managing the, the data stack, as, as you said. So Snowpark is a very important aspect of our story. Of course, it, it brings what we call data programmability to the Snowflake platform. So language of choice, right? It's not anymore about just SQL. You can directly push Python and Java and Scala, directly run that code inside the platform. And of course, this is enabling many new use cases for us, in particular, data scientists and developers. They can really push their logic and build a new application in our platform. So you're right, we, we are really focusing on that aspect and, and we have actually a program, it's called Powered by Snowflake mm. uh, program, which is really designed to help the software company, which are building on top of Snowflake and application developers at, at large to build and to operate and to grow their application on Snowflake. And the program Powered by Snowflake, it, it offers technical advice to add access support engineer from Snowflake who are specialized in apps developments. And, and potentially we have joined go-to-market opportunities with these companies. And to give you just some name, the power by Snowflake companies include companies like BlackRock, Capital One, 
Warner Music Group, UiPath, Strata Elf, Lacework, and we have many, many, many more. In your answer, you, you mentioned data applications, and I think it'd be really helpful to people if you could compare and contrast these new data applications with more traditional software applications that people are familiar with. Yeah, so data applications are really applications which are leveraging data. At the center of this application, there is data and potentially a lot of data. So these applications might leverage machine learning, for example, to give you recommendation, or they can manage data to forecast, for example. So they are really very tied to the data and they need a platform that that can store a lot of data and and return results of of these questions that the application is asking on behalf of their user really quickly and you have a lot of data application that you interact with every day some actually are powered by by snowflake behind the scene when you go to california and and you look at at covid reports a lot of of this data that this application is exposing to the government of California is coming actually from, from Snowflake behind the scene. Mm-hmm. So, so many of our users and customers are building applications which are really powered by Snowflake. And that's a new market. And you can potentially directly monetize this application directly from, from Snowflake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we talked about the different data types, structured, semi-structured, unstructured. I'm just curious. I mean, I know that 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 the Snowflake data platform really makes it all these kind of data very accessible and and queries very quick and all this kind of stuff. But I've, I I just wonder, are data scientists and data analysts are they now able to mix data types in a query in a in a particular one query to give them kind of a three sixty degree view of the situation like different kinds of information, whether it be an image, text, numbers in, in, in columns, can they really kind of blend those all together or do they have to do different searches for the different data types? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the magic and, and the best is, so, so as I said, I mean, just as an introduction of that, we can support in Snowflake directly storing all type of data, unstructured, semi-structured or structured. But but we can also, of course, it would be useless to store that data if there were if there was no way to process that data and create that data, as you said. And and the beauty of of Snowflake is that by by combining all this data in in one system, you can query and and potentially have only a single query that that mixed all this data together. And, and maybe to to make it a little bit more concrete, let me give you a very quick example. I'm going to try. So imagine that that's you, you can build, for example, a full data pipeline. So you have, let's say, you're a company or an organization that has a set of images which are coming real time. Let's say they are uploaded by the user of this, this company. And on these images, as soon as an image is, is uploaded, there is a pipeline which is created to extract some information of these images and to make them this information available for querying. So you can really build this so the data engineers of, of this company can configure directly in Snowflake this type of pipeline and, and make sure that as soon as an image lands in our storage tier, a Snowflake task will be immediately executed to process the new images that have landed. And that task, for example, can use Snowpark and maybe, let's say Java in Snowpark to process these this new images and you can link with any 
open source, Java or any code that, that you want to read these images and extract some metadata. And for example, and any other signal that, that you want to extract, you could even use machine learning for that and, and extract this, this signal for, from this image. So for example, let's say that one information that you extract from the image is the geolocation where, where this image was, was taken. And so you can use that Java program to extract this information. And, and as I said, many more things. And you can push in, in your pipeline, you know, that information and store it in a regular table. So, so probably that information is semi-structured because depending on the image, you might have very different type of information that you extract. But all of this can be stored in a regular table as a semi-structured data type, including the geolocation. We have support for geospatial location that can be stored also in that table along with the reference to the file that you just process. So imagine a table where you have as many rows of, of information as images that you have in your, in your storage, in your Snowflake storage, where these images are stored. And now this table, you can directly create from Snowflake. You can even tell Ask Snowflake optimization service to index, so to speak, all the data in that table, such that when you query this data, this semi-structured data, you know, this query is really, really fast. If you want to put a modern application and you want to have an application querying this, this data and showing it, you, you can do it very, very quickly that way. But the beauty too is, what you can do is, is join that data now with data that you have in the marketplace data set that match this geolocation coordinate that, that you extracted. You, you can connect that with, with data sets which are positioning this data on the map. And for example, you can now build a face easy application. Let's say you, you mentioned Streamlit acquisition. So you can build that actually with Streamlit, have an application that where you, you, you want to query some location where you want to see images and that application will run a query potentially directly in SQL. At that point, you don't need more than SQL. Join this data with this data on the marketplace, find the subset of images which are relevant to your query and return that to the application. Mm -hmm. And what we return when we return the image, we return just a reference, a secure reference to that image. And the application then can use this secure reference to fetch back this, this image from our storage and display it, for example, in your web browser. And, and all of this, all this pipeline and this application is really literally a few lines of code. So that's the true magic of a unified service. Snowflake is really not a toolkit of independent solution. It is a single system where we can connect all, all these data types, all these features together to make it really easy to build a full end-to-end -end application from the, the data engineering pipeline to the application itself. And, and that's really the, the vision. Yeah, yeah. You use the term end-to-end. -end. When we think about all the developments we've discussed so far in our conversation today, it seems like there's really a transformation going on enabled by the platform, how cloud applications are built, how they're deployed, how they're promoted, sold, and transacted. All of that is done using one system. So talk about that. What does that do for businesses when they can do all those things in one system? 
I mean, this is really transformative. As I said, there is new application, brand new applications, which, which are being developed on top of this platform because it's so easy because you don't need to stitch any solutions together. And, and you can do really this end-to-end -end from the time you build the application, you deploy it, you promote it, you sold it. We have even monetization in our marketplace. Right. So you can do the entire workflow directly in the platform. And, and the nice thing with, with Snowflake is that it scales. So if your application is really successful and you have more and more users of your application, the system will scale with these users and you don't need to worry about running out of scale. At the same time, you don't need to over-provision the resources because you pay what you use in, in Snowflake. So you are able to have very tiny startups with a very small footprint leveraging this, this power and giving that power to their users and building on top of Snowflake. And they can start and, and grow with, with their user base. Yeah, yeah. Now you've talked about the different workloads, a wide array of them. What are the coolest new workloads that you're seeing and where do we go from here? What, what comes next? <laughs> this is a great question. It's interesting to, to see this story and, and indeed how we grew Snowflake from when we started in, in 2012. So, so as I said, when we started, all, it was all about combining and unifying this data warehouse and, and big data in, in a single system and, and also leverage the, the power of, of the cloud to build really this, this cloud native architecture, which, which support all these workloads and can scale really on demand and, and with this instant elasticity. And of course, this, this fully managed service that Snowflake is. But, but as, as we progress around, I would say 2016, we really developed this model of the data cloud, what we now name the data cloud, making Snowflake really a super cloud, which is superposed on top of all the other cloud platform and where data collaboration is really at the center of, of our system. This is the marketplace, the data marketplace, and how you can connect, as I said, your data sets with your customer data sets, with providers, with public data sets. And, and we started also to focus on, on this Power by Snowflake application developer, data engineering, data science workloads. We wanted to likely run ML. Mm. But, but you're right, <laughs> somewhere, I always think that the best is, is really in front of us. And, and really, we have only been scratching the surface of, of what is possible today. So, so I'm very excited about the future. And what is the future is, is to me, is, is running more and more of the application logic inside Snowflake up to the point where 100% of any application can run in, in our cloud. That's the vision. And we are, mm -hmm. of course, we are not yet there. There are fundamental building blocks that we need to add. And we are doing a lot. This year is going to be one of the most exciting years, I would say, of, of, of Snowflake history. And, and you should come, Steve, you should come, really come to our Snowflake Summit in June 2022. Yeah. It's yeah. in Las Vegas. And, and we have so many announcements to make that, that will paint this future of of, of really Snowflake as, as the best, you know, place to, to, to run complex data application. Yeah. Well, thank you for the invitation. Now, when I think about Snowflake and I think of all these different workloads and all these different uses of data management systems, I think of Snowflake as the Swiss army knife of this field, of this domain. 
Why is it important for customers to be able to tap one platform for a wide variety of uses rather than kind of different platforms or engines for each different use? Yeah, no, this is a great, great question. And, and, and I'm asked often that question because there is really a philosophy of is a Swiss army knife. You have a tool and many tools in your toolbox. Right, and you can stitch a complex solution end to end with using all these tools. And Snowflake is really different. What we wanted to do is, is really to have one single platform where you could run this end to end workload, but, but within the, the same platform without having to stitch a, a global solution. And why is it better? I mean, it's better really for, I would say, two main reasons, the, the, or three main reasons, maybe. The first one is simplicity. When you have to connect different systems and you have to learn each of these systems, they have a different way to be administered, to have user model. So, so the complexity is really higher because you have to really learn all this, this thing. And, and it's really not a single system at a time. That's what you have to see. People think, okay, I will only do machine learning. Why I need to do data pipeline? And it happens that while you're doing machine learning, you need to prepare the data and you need to you know, have data pipeline. So, so you are going to use more than one tool at a time. Actually, probably most of them, most of these tools. So connecting them is complicated and, and error-prone too. The, the other aspect is efficiency, right? When you have to connect tools, you have to move data from one tool to the other. And this is very inefficient and potentially transforming the data as you move from one representation to another because this tool wants the data in that format. So having this, this pipeline cross tool is very slow and very inefficient. You, you cannot get this real-time model. And, and the last aspect, which is also very critical, is security and governance. If you start to copy data and move data, you lose the security aspects of the system that owns and protect this data. As I said, this is the middle of the sandwich. And also you have no governance of that data because you, you need all these tools to understand this governance, which is not the case. So that makes the system very, very complex, very slow and, and very ungoverned. Now, Snowflake has had a vertical industry strategy for years. For most of this time, it's mainly about a sales strategy, how you approach the market. But I understand that's been shifting pretty significantly in recent times. So what technologies and technology partnerships are you adding to address the needs of particular industries? Yeah, this is a, a great point. So, so first, if you think about the different verticals like finance, media, healthcare, retail, so they have very different ways of, of using data and, and they have a different need in terms of the data sets that they need to use. So as I said, Snowflake is not, is not an empty platform. When you start to use Snowflake, you have a lot of data at, at your fingertips that, 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 that you can use and leverage. And, and this data needs to be customized a lot for these different vertical industries. So there is a lot of work that goes in the in building our marketplace such that we have data sets for each of these verticals. And it's also the tool and, and for example, 
for retail and in media and advertising, you have this concept of clean rooms. So we are building dedicated software for this particular vertical. So having a deep understanding on our side of this different vertical is is really critical so that we can talk their language and, and provide the value that they expect versus providing a generic platform that they have to instantiate to their particular business. And, and I can give some examples of companies who are using Snowflake in that. So, for example, a good one is, is Disney ad sales. So in the media and advertising, right, we, we, Disney wanted to deliver really highly personalized content. And, and Disney has built an impressive clean room solution, as I was mentioning for its clients. And this was built in, in conjunction with with Snowflake, right, for this clean room technology. And Disney advertising sales clean room, they provide their, their customer advanced pre-planning insights and activation and cross-portfolio measurement and brain safe in a brain safe uh, way. So, so, so having all these features which are very verticalized is, is really important. Yeah, yeah. Explain clean room. I, I, people <laughs> may not understand that. I mean, isn't it where... Two companies can share parts of their data. Is that the way it works? Yes. I mean, yes and no. So, so of course, Snowflake data sharing is about sharing data. But I, I don't want to share my data with you. I want to share it in an anonymized way, if you want. Oh. I just want to share the data that intersects with your data, right? Mm-hmm. You have customers. I have customers. I know a lot about my customers. You know a lot about your customers. So if we put our data together, we will know more, but I don't want to expose any information about the customers you don't have, and you don't want to expose any information about the customers that I don't have. So we need to intersect our data sets in a secure way. So this is the clean room doing that for us, and we've guarantees that we are not also going to expose personal information about each of our customers, right? It, it needs to be done in a governed and secure way. And this is the technology that we provide. We, we provide this, this, if you want, a DMZ zone where, where you can connect these two data sets together. And this, this each provider and consumer or the consumer of, of, on the consumer side, mm-hmm. you can see only what you are allowed to see. And this is yeah. governed by the clean rule. Yeah, I got that. So Benoit, we're going to wrap up now with uh, with one last question or one last line of questioning. You know, I look and see, you, you mentioned several times, 2012, that's when you launched the company. It's been a decade, which are, it's remarkable. And it seems like probably longer than that to you. But looking back, how does today compare with the early days of Snowflake? I mean, did you ever imagine that Snowflake would be where it is today? Any surprises? I mean, for sure, I would never have imagined that. But but I would say every year is different. This is what I love in, in these last 10 years, is that every year I think we have completely reinvented Snowflake. And, and it's true that at the beginning, I mean, even today, at the beginning of this year, I have no idea what will be the end of, 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 of that year, right? I, I know we have so many things we are going to build. So at, at most, I can see ahead of, of one year. And for me, this is really about reinventing and, and expanding this, this data cloud that we are building. It's really about that. And I don't want to think 10 years ahead. I never thought 10 years ahead. And 
And, and also what, what is important is, is when we started Snowflake, we, we never wanted to build a business. So sometimes people say, oh, I, I, have you imagined how successful you would be? And I never imagined that because I, I really never really care about that. Right. <laughs> I, I wanted to build an amazing product. We wanted to build with Thierry, actually. Yes. And, and, and really what was to really reinvent the analytic in, in the modern world of the cloud. I mean, your, your first question about what is the data, modern data stack is, is really very accurate, right? How should you do things differently with the cloud? And for us, when we realized 10 years ago that the cloud could completely change the way analytic system would work, we knew that that is not a small revolution. It's, it's completely reinventing the system from the ground up. And, and what, what will happen at the end, and, and I don't know when we'll reach the end of that journey, but will be so different than what it is today. So, so at the same time, it's 10 years now, but I have the impression every year, every year is like that. I have the impression that we are just starting. And, and this is, I have to say, so exciting because we are touching now the the art of, of what is an analytical system is the application that are powered by that system, right? That that's where we want to be. And and we have just scratched the surface. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. I love what you said about how you're transforming the company every every year. And what that means is continuous transformation. And I think Yes, yes. It's not yeah. pivot. It's, it's very important to say that, right? It's, yeah. it's enhancing the scope or enlarging the scope of, of yeah. what we do. Yeah. We continue to build what we have started 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's inspiring, Benoit. It, it's Once again, it's so great to talk to you. And I absolutely look forward to seeing what you guys are going to unveil in, in June. Yes. Come to Las Vegas, Steve. Yeah. Thank you so much. The Data Cloud World Tour is making 21 stops around the globe so you can learn about the latest innovations at Snowflake's Data Cloud at a venue near you. Join your fellow data leaders at one of our full-day events to network with Snowflake customers and technology partners, attend educational breakout sessions, and learn how to drive more value from your data. Find an event near you at www.snowflake.com data cloud world tour.